Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Well, it feels like it's been a week since we recorded this podcast, and it's been three days, and we're into Christmas time, and it's the season of giving. The Bulls are giving us plenty of content for today. There is a lot going on around this team. I mean, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of drama. We're going to dive into literally everything. We're going to try and cram everything into this next 20, 25 minutes or so. On today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag, I am your host, Nick Schultz. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody, alongside my co-host, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee ball, CJ Watson, CJ. I did not expect to have this busy of a show on our last show before Christmas, but I mean, I'm glad we have a lot to talk about, but it's a mixed bag. Yeah. It's a little bit of everything, but you know, I'm glad that we get to talk about it and cram it all in, you know, and just see where it goes. You know, I wore my special sweater, cheers and beers. Uh, Bulls fans need a beer after right. everything that <laughs> happened this week. I mean, it. we've had ups, we've had downs. You had a buzzer beater from Iota Sumu. You've got issues in the locker room. There's so much to talk about, and we're going to get to it after I tell you about our fr- our great friends at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. Whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf, there's a great slate of NFL games on Christmas Eve. The NBA owns Christmas Day. Bet on all of it at Bet Online. Give yourself a holiday treat. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code Believe to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Get that 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts, and we have an official T-shirt of the show, an official store. Of the Believe Network, shop.believe.com. Jordan Pippen 98 is the t-shirt for our program. Too late to do your holiday shopping, but if you want to treat yourself, go to shop.believe.com. The guys do a really good job putting stuff there. There's a lot of great stuff to support shows across the network, but the official shirt of this program, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, exclusively at the Believe Shop. All right, I'm going to run through everything that happened since we recorded this on Monday. We dropped it Tuesday morning. Since then, There's a report that came out that said there are issues with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, and they've been working them out. The Bulls have been doing stuff to work them out. Then Joe Cowley and Casey Johnson had separate reports about a halftime locker room incident during that Minnesota Timberwolves game that we talked about extensively the other day. So you think things are going to be doom and gloom this week, right? Mm -hmm. Wrong. The Bulls beat the Miami Heat on Tuesday. That was the same day the reports came out. Then they turn around Mm -hmm. and beat the Hawks with DeJounte Murray and Trey Young on the second half of a back-to-back on a buzzer beater by Io DeSumo. This season has been a roller coaster. <laughs> this week has been everything that, I mean, good, bad, highs, lows. What do you make of everything in the last three days? 
you know, this is fun. A little controversy, you know, doesn't hurt. Uh, I think a little controversy, a little drama can can sometimes help a team and make them play harder and make them play more passionate. I think that's what we're seeing from the Bulls right now. They're responding in a good way by winning games, um, closeout games. And uh, this is a big win, especially two road wins against two good teams. Yeah, we've been talking about beating good teams, winning games you're not supposed to win. And let me tell you, I keep saying, we never record after a win. We're recording after back-to-back wins, including a right. buzzer beater. And I would love to talk about Iota Sumu and how he got in position to make that shot and how it went off John Collins's chest. And Kendall Gill had a joke on the postgame show <laughs> that I want to bring up as well that made me laugh out loud. All right. But we have to start with what's going on in the locker room or what happened in the locker room. There was a report out there that said Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, there's a disconnect on the court. The Bulls have done some things. Apparently, this is from Sham Sharani and Darnell Mayberry at The Athletic. They've done some things to try and work this out. I think this is. A, it feels like a power struggle is what it seems like. You hinted at this the other day. Yeah. You said this seemed like there was more than just on-the-court issues, and I texted you this, and you said it was more than just basketball. So what do you make of that entire situation? Um, you know, just uh, two alpha males, you know, trying to get along and trying to play and win games. And obviously it's not working uh, to the best of the ability right now, but I think it's definitely can be turned around. Um, obviously, Zach, I think, is the franchise. Uh, DeMar is still a great player, um, mid-range assassin, um, but one of the best one-on-one players we have in this game, um, obviously, but he's getting older. And obviously he might have to slow the reins and give the reins to Zach and let him, you know, take the take the reins or whatever. So, but I think it's just something they have to work out, but I think it's definitely fixable. And hopefully by these two wins and all this article drama in the paper and, and news and the internet and stuff like that to make them play better and really find and hold on and really come together as a team and as, a, as an individuals also. This was one of the biggest question marks that everybody had when the Bulls gave DeMar that big contract. Then they had the decision to max Zach is who is the number one on this team? DeMar right. seems like the go-to in the final seconds and crunch time from the mid-range. He took what looked like the last shot against the Hawks before Io got the putback after the air ball. But Zach seems to me like, okay, he's been through. I just keep going back to He's been here through the dark years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he started with Hoiberg. Then he was through the last guy. Now he's through. He's with Billy Donovan now. Like, he's been through it all, made back-to-back all-star games, which is good. But who would be the alpha male on this team? And I that's it. Power struggle seems to be the best word for this. And it doesn't even seem like the issue in the locker room was not about if it's Zach or DeMar is number one. It's about Zach's defense, which we have talked every show about Zach's defense. Right, for sure. If you want to be the franchise player, you got to bring it on both ends of the court. And, uh, you know, Ego has hurt a lot of of great teams, you know, Shaq and Kobe, uh, maybe Shaq and Penny, um, a lot of R&B groups <laughs> that you can name that just, you know, fell apart because of the egos. And uh, I hate to see that happen, especially when two good players are coming together on a team and really have a the sky's the limit for them to really be able to, you know, hold on to this season and, and really come together and make it work. Yeah, I mean, that locker room issue, It's it was a, not really a dust up. It was a, how did they put it? Like a loud conversation. There was like loud yelling. The coaching staff was not in there. Billy right. Donovan made that clear. He wasn't in there. This was a player's thing. I mean, we talk about the need for a players-only meeting at halftime. I mean, it doesn't seem like a great thing. And then they go and give up 150 points total in the game. Like, I mean, you just knew something fell off. And Billy Donovan said that that thing could be a good thing for this team. That was his quote. Do you agree with that? Or what kind of impact could that have? I mean, obviously, they responded well in long term. No, I think it's great. Like I said, like I said, I'm all for a little controversy and drama, um, especially if it's going to bring the guys together. Um, players only meetings always are always good. I feel like, but 
everyone has to take accountability and not just always point the finger. You got to look in the mirror and say, what can I do to help my team get better? And, uh, you know, I think it's going to, it's going to help the team in the long run. It just worries me that when it happens during a game, you wonder, okay, well, obviously we saw the second half did not go well, but you know, you think the long term, like what's going to be the response here. They go and win a back to back against the heat, which by the way, they did not have Jimmy Butler. They did not have Kyle Lowry. That's an important disclaimer. I mean, it's not like they beat them at full strength, but they turned around and beat the Hawks. And that worried me because DeJounte Murray was back. So you had Trey young and DeJounte Murray. And obviously it came down to the buzzer and you can call it luck. You can call it. I mean, it was great move by Io Sumo going from the inbound to the basket to crash the board. Like, I mean, there's a lot that you can read into that if you want to be pessimistic about it. But the moral of the story is they got two wins after that. So right. does that response do anything to show you, hey, maybe that was the fire they needed? I think so. It definitely was the fire they needed. Obviously, that Minnesota game was obviously it was done at halftime. <laughs> so, you know, having that argument kind of was probably going to lead to the next game and the next game after that. So I think they responded pretty well, um, like you want a team to respond. And like you said, a, a win is a win, no matter who's on the court. Uh, they're all NBA players at the end of the day. So you can't really overlook anyone, anyone's talent. So they got they got a win and that's all you want from the team. Now, you think we'd be done with the Zach and DeMar conversation, right? They had their <laughs> issues in the locker room or you know, on the court where they're, who's going to be the alpha male, who's Zach's defense a problem, who's number one. Well, I had literally put the rundown together today and sent it to you. I was getting ready to send it to you. And I got an alert that said, there's a possibility that, I mean, people think that DeMar DeRozan could ask out after this offseason, ask for a trade. He's due for an extension after this year if he wants. He's got one year left after this year. Like, everything that's going on with this team, this came from Chris Haynes at Bleacher Report, which I had no idea Chris Haynes was with Bleacher Report now. I thought he was still with Yahoo and with TNT. That's another story. But, Mm. you know, I I see this, and this is rival executives maybe thinking that DeMar could ask for a trade if he doesn't get an extension, if things don't turn around. Like, that's just added noise here, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, you know, that's what the you know media does. They bring in drama. They bring in things that kind of really uh, break up a team when they're really down. So, but, you know, I can I can probably see that happen to him, uh, maybe asking for a trade or something like that. Um, you know, him coming to Chicago and thinking it would be a lot better than the previous situation he was in and uh, winning-wise and, you know, like franchise-wise, whatever. But I think, you know, we'll see how this year plays out. Definitely how the, the rest of the season plays out is going to have a big, you know, impact on what DeMar does. Like, we've talked about DeMar's value. Like we talked about that the other day about his value being sky high. If there's a time to trade him, if you're wanting to make a move and maybe, you know, push your competitive window off a little bit, that's the guy to do it with. But for him to ask for a trade, it doesn't sound like anything's going to happen during the season. This was a, I mean, I kid you not. It was two paragraphs in a story filled with nuggets from Chris Haynes. One of them was that Trey Young could maybe request a trade. He could be the next one to do it with the changes in Atlanta. Like there's a lot. And that's, this is trade season. I mean, you're going to hear rumors. You're going to have people with information like, you know, I know something you don't know and (laughs) it gets out like this is what this is what happens. But I mean, you've got to you got to just block out the noise here. Right. If you're DeMar and the Bulls, especially because you have a chance for your finally your first three game winning streak of the year against a Knicks team that just kicked your ass last week. Right. Yeah. I mean, as players, you definitely going to block it all out. You're going to hear all the good and the bad. Um, Everyone's camp is going to tell them. They're the greatest player ever. You need more shots. You should be getting the ball at the, at the end of the game, not tomorrow or whatever. You know, it's going to, that's how it's going to be. But as a, a great team and me being a part of great teams, uh, all these players have blocked these things out. Everyone just has to play their role. I think when everyone plays their role and uh, you start winning, things will just happen uh, organically and it, it'll be fine. So to recap everything, and this is just one part of our discussion today, like you've got 
a knockdown drag out in the locker room. You've got issues with your two-star players. You've got rumors floating around, and we just talk about blocking out the noise with that. But when it comes to the issues in the locker room itself, the stuff that the players know about that might not necessarily make it out to the public, right. how do you handle all that as a player? Uh, like you said, you just have uh, your players only meeting. You know, hopefully you don't have more than one. Hopefully you just, just won the whole season. <laughs> I've been a part of teams where we had more than one and it's, it's never pretty, um, but you don't want to point the finger. You don't want to point the blame. And all you can do is, you know, just do better. Everyone put in a little more effort, a little more um, energy into winning and not really listening to the outside media and what people have to say, but just focus on in-house. All, all you have is those 14 or 15 guys who are dressing out and those coaches staff who believe in you. And I'm going to give you credit before we move on to these last couple of games here. You were all over this. You, you pointed to it the other day that there's something else going on here. And yeah. then all of a sudden the reporting came out. So, I mean, you, you didn't know about it ahead of time. I mean, I don't no, think you had sources think, in no, that I locker didn't, room. No. no, I don't have <laughs> like, any sources. I just, I, I feel like it's just body language. You know, you can read body language. You can read players' energies. Um, Gosh, just not hustling back on defense. They didn't look like they had the energy. They didn't look like they want to play with each other. I think now these last two games, you've seen a little more, more energy, a little more fight in the guys, um, hustling, making hustle plays, diving for the loose balls. Like you didn't see that before. I think, and I, I think that's just a, a telltale of, of like guys. Not saying they don't like each other, but just not really buying into the system or buying into each other. And it doesn't help that I, I just I make the reference again: the rug that ties the room together and the big Lebowski. Your Lonzo Ball, your point guard, isn't there. Yeah. So it's kind of a, it feels like a by committee type of deal. Who wants to be the point guard? Who wants to be the facilitator? Well, defense has been the biggest issue. And if that was at the center point of that discussion at halftime in the locker room of the Timberwolves game, it must've worked because the defense <laughs> has a whole new energy. It right. seems like now Alex Caruso got hurt in the Atlanta game and that changed things in the second half. Atlanta kind of did whatever they wanted, but I mean, I'm have more thoughts on kind of how that dynamic works out in a second. But more importantly, the defense we talked about slow starts, they're starting strong. So right. they've looked good the last couple of games. The thing is now keep it going beyond just a two game back to back stretch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You want to put a big win streak together. And like you said, the first quarter, they always look pretty good. I think it's that second quarter where they come in and kind of get a little lackadaisical, maybe uh, relax a little bit. And uh, I think the bench can be a little bit stronger, bring a little more energy also. But, you know, I think they just got to keep up for the, the full 48 minutes. And I think that's the biggest thing for any NBA team. Like the, the first quarter was the problem the first part of the year. Now right. they fixed that. Now right. the second quarter, like just play a complete game play right, be consistent all four quarters yes consistency it's still right. the name of the game like you started down then you went up now you're up then down and you're working your yeah. way back up i know you've got injuries and all that and the roster makeup is an issue and this is another thing we talk about lonzo being that guy he's kind of the glue to this team alex caruso is kind of that way on the defensive side of the ball now yeah. iota sumo stepped up in a big way against atlanta he always plays well against atlanta though i don't he locks down Trey Young. Like, I haven't seen anybody do that, like, yeah. especially a young player. But the fact that Caruso goes out, all of a sudden the defense kind of started to crumble before it found a groove. Like, you can't, you can't keep relying on just one guy on both sides of the ball. It's got to be a team effort. Yeah, everyone has to lock in a team effort. And I think that's where the biggest, you know, uh, Achilles Hill for the Bulls is that we know they can score with anyone in the league is just playing that defense and being consistent playing the defense. Not like you said, just not having one guy relying on him to be a, a shutdown guy because you can't really shut anyone down in the NBA. The, the, the rules are too favored for the offense and guys are going to score when they're going to score They're NBA players. So you got to do it as a team, just make it hard for guys and make it tough on, on uh, every, every night for them. 
Well, and especially as a team that's not a good three-point shooting team, you've got to play defense to give yourself a chance to make from the mid-range and around the rim. Yep. And I mean, Vooch has gotten more touches too. That helps. I, I think Billy Donovan's finally listening to us here about right. giving Vooch more touches. <laughs> like he's taking more shots. He's doing well on the rebound. He, not so much against Atlanta, but Andre Drummond had himself a game, looked like his old self. Still don't know what's going on in there. But more importantly, the Bulls delivered payback. Right. You know, Atlanta got him at the buzzer with the A.J. Griffin shot. He's turning into a Bulls killer, by the way. Then <laughs> Io got the air ball from DeMar. It bounced off John Collins' chest. He puts up, he gets the put back. And, you know, the way that happened, like, right. that felt like they needed that. Yeah, they needed that energy. They needed that win, uh, especially in that fashion. Like you said, um, just to, to have that, you know, bounce back off his hands and all that kind of stuff. And Io be in the right place at the right time, you know, hustling, making hustle plays. He could have easily quit and stay, you know, close to out of bounds where he took the ball out. But, you know, he hustled and made a, a good play and followed the ball. And it was right on the rim and, you know, right right place, right time. And then my my favorite thing is was when he made the shot, John Collins falls on the ground and all the Bulls players fall on top of him. <laughs> and they're all cheering on him. I'm like, that had to be the most awkward thing ever <laughs> for a Hawks player to be on the ground when they're cheering for him at, in your house. <laughs> and it made Shaqton, by the way. It made it on Twitter. Oh, Shaqton a fool. Yeah. It did. They, they tweeted that today that John Collins was at the bottom of the celebration. Yeah, that's that. crazy. <laughs> and Kendall Gill on the postgame show, they're talking about this, how it went off Collins' chest. And you hear KG did miss a beat. Yeah, he's getting traded. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That made me laugh way too hard. I think yeah. it's just because it came out of nowhere. Like, I mean, Will Purdue's talking about this. He's breaking down the play as Will does. He's like, yeah, it goes off Collins and Io's right there. And KG goes, yeah, he's getting traded. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's how things happen, you know. And he's one of those players that you've been has been in the news about getting traded. So, you know, it's, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's the name of the this game, the business. Yeah, and that, that makes that win even more important. Like, you got the Hawks now. Their backs are against the wall. You're hearing about these rumors about Trey. They just made some changes. I want to say the GM that drafted Trey Young is now moving into an advisory role. And right. here's a name. Landry Fields is now overseeing right. basketball operations. Like I haven't said the name Landry Fields in probably five years, years. six years. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> So he's running the show now. So Atlanta has question marks. So that's added to this win. I mean, from a team standpoint, the Bulls needed it. And we got one of our Christmas wishes. Dale and yep. Terry played meaningful minutes. Yeah, yeah, he got in the game, you know, get some experience, and I think it's good to see him out there, and I think uh, he's got to throw him out there a little more, just throw him into the fire, see what he can do, let him learn some things, let him learn about the NBA game. It was cool, too. Casey Johnson did a story for NBC Sports Chicago. He was out in Vegas for the G League Showcase. Mm -hmm. Call him, and he and Malcolm Hill sat in middle seats because that's all that was available. They flew from <laughs> Vegas to Atlanta at, what, 4.30 in the morning or something like that, and then he gets into the game, and you know, they asked him, like, hey, are you, are you going to be tired? He's like, I'm 20 years old. I'm like, well, right, I'm 24 yeah. years old, and I'd be tired too. And right. yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I wish I could do that. And I would never like that in college either. I could right. have to get, I have to get my sleep, mainly, you know, of all people, I need my beauty sleep. But also, <laughs> I, mean, I got to be, I've got to be full strength. There's no way I could have done that. So God bless him. But I wanted to give yeah. the acknowledgement that Dale and Terry got minutes. More, give me more. Yeah, yeah, give him more. He's young, like you said. Uh, he can rest when he's uh, older and retired and playing 15 years in this <laughs> league. So I think it's good for him to get the experience and you know travel, play in the G League, and then go to an NBA game and just see all the all the things that come with the you know the NBA lifestyle, uh, playing, traveling, all that kind of stuff. And now you got back to back big wins over good teams. Now, just a disclaimer: Miami wasn't at full strength, but you still beat Miami again. That's two yep. straight wins over the Heat. You beat the Hawks with their backcourt fully healthy. No Clint Capella, but that's okay. 
Now you got the Knicks coming up. We talked about how big this week was to get this thing on track. I mean, it looked <clears> like the apocalypse was coming yeah. after that Timberwolves game. And the sky was falling. Everything looked like it was going to fall apart. And from the reporting we've heard, it, things were starting to fall apart. Right Now you've got the Knicks on Friday. They just kicked your teeth in last week. You have to respond. And maybe they're making the move we're hoping for, or is it too soon to tell? Uh, you know, you hope so, but you definitely just want to worry about this game. You know, the Bulls, I mean, not the Bulls, but the Knicks came in, you know, and did give you a definitely a, a butt whooping and not for just one game, but two games straight. And this is going to be a big payback game because the Knicks are rolling right now. So just to see how they respond to this game will be a huge factor, you know, to see how that, that little scrapple or meeting drama, you know, how that, how that helps. And it just feels like everything needs to happen now. There's a sense of urgency because you're into trade season. That's why we're hearing all these rumors. There's a smoke right. around the bulls. I mean, Alex Caruso's name has come up in trade rumors, even like yep. you, this is why you have to make a move now if you want to be competitive. So two straight wins, that's a good thing, but you've got to string together. I, I think it's got to be four or five. I feel like I keep raising the bar as yeah. we go here, but that's yeah. just because you're in a period here where you, the time is still now. Yeah, you want to get as many wins as you can. You want to go like on a streak like the Knicks are, you know, seven game win streak and trying to just keep building on that. And if they make a trade, they make a trade. If not, you know, just stay with the team you have and then keep moving. Because like you said, the Bulls have enough. It's just can they find the right chemistry? Can they all gel together at the right time to really make this thing work? Well, and I think they still need to make a move. Like, yes, they've won these last two games. They won the last one. And that was a miracle. I'd say. Right. I, mean, I, I think you can argue it was a Christmas miracle yeah, in Atlanta yeah. at State Farm Arena. We'll take like, it. Early hey, Christmas gift. <laughs> exactly. Hey, one, I'll take that. Absolutely. I mean, I'll, we talked about, I'm just glad we said this week was big. They need to rise to the occasion and they did. Yep. They still, I, they need one more piece. It seems like they just, yeah. it, it, injuries are a big factor in this. Obviously you losing your point guard. We're going to, we got to quit using that as a crutch. Now right. you lost Caruso to injury. I know I always missed some time. Dragic was out for that Hawks game. Like, I feel like they still need a piece. And that leads me to let's put together the top of our Christmas list. Cause we don't have, I wish we had time to put together like a full list of things we wanted at the trade deadline, but we had so much right. news this week. Let's do the top of your Christmas list at the trade deadline or in trade season. What do you want the bulls to do? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, I, like I said before, I, I think they need a, a, a guy who can shoot the three play D and uh, just a tough gritty person. Uh, who goes out there is scrappy, um, doesn't care about anything, just, you know, just wants to fight. <laughs> if you want to fight, fight, play basketball, play basketball. But I think they need someone who can really bring the team some energy and just grit. And I think that's what they need right now. I agree. I think a point guard maybe would be at the top of my list, like a true point guard for depth purposes. Like right. Lonzo, I'm planning. I'm going to be of the mentality. If he comes back, it's a bonus. Let's plan on right. not having Lonzo this year. Let's just, yeah, yeah. Let's, as Bulls fans, you need to start getting yourself into that mode because right. he's not Superman, as we've said many a time. Get out of the mode that Lonzo's coming back. Let's plan he's not coming back. Go get a point guard. Now, if Trey Young's on the market, I don't think you're going to go get Trey. I yeah, mean, I, think I think that's, that's, just, that's impossible right now. <laughs> I don't think you have the pieces or the, right. especially the draft capital to go yeah. get a Trey Young, but I'm talking like, a depth piece. I don't have a name for you right now. It's we're recording this on December 22nd. I don't have a name right now. Give it a week when we record next. You're going to start hearing more names. You get into January, more stuff's going to start coming out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. But I think a point guard is at the top of my list. And then the three and D guy, like you said, would be right there as well. I, yeah. I, th I just think they need, especially from a depth perspective, a point guard. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like, like I said, anything will probably add value to this team, uh, especially if you're not losing a lot in return. Uh, so I think uh, anything on that list would be great for the front office and for the team and in retrospect. And then also, you know, just Billy Dobbin is just, just doing more. I think you got to put some more on his emphasis also, maybe him making some more changes, uh, some more lineup adjustments, things of that nature, go big, go small, whatever the case may be, just whatever you can do, just get a win at the end of the day. He teased at the beginning of the year that we could see Vooch and Drummond out on the court together. I'd be, right. I'd yeah, be all not? for that. Yeah. Right. Like that way you can get maybe some offensive rebounds. That'd be a look I'd like to see against the Knicks. Like yeah, yeah, throw, sure, throw yeah. both of them out there so you can get some hope of an offensive rebound against Mitchell Robinson, who just right. eats those for dinner. <laughs> Kills us, yeah, like, on the boards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like maybe throw that look out there. Try something new because I mean, right now you look at the stand. It, it, I don't feel bad looking at the standings now because it's Christmas time, and that's when I said I would look at the standings. So this is our last show before Christmas. We're gonna start standings watching. <laughs> You're a half game out of the ten spot, which would right. be in the play-in tournament. Like, and then from there, you you. The Raptors are there. They're two games back of the other teams. The Heat, the Pacers, and the Hawks are all tied at 16 and 16. Right now, the Bulls are 13 and 18. So if you can beat the Knicks, you're in position heading into the holiday. I mean, you've got to do something to get yourself over that edge. Because once you're in the play-in conversation, then you have to start adding instead of or start talking about adding instead of subtracting, like people are talking about right now. Right, yeah. You just want to take care of what you can control, and uh, I think that's what they can control is one game at a time. And like I said, just get an early Christmas gift and start the holidays off right. You know, and after that, go into the new year uh, with some wins, and hopefully that you know keep that streak alive. Yeah, I mean, this has proven to be as big a month as we thought it'd be. I mean, you yeah, saw yeah. the lowest of lows, but if if they punch back hard enough, you're gonna start working your way toward the highest of highs. Even if you can right. put together a Knicks like six game, seven game win streak. Because if they can, well, let's say they get on a five-game win streak, they're on two run, two right now. You're 16 and 18. Yeah. Two games under 500 is not a bad spot to be. Remember where the Celtics were a year ago at this time? You've right. seen how things can change quickly in yep. the NBA, and you've seen that as a player. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go out and be the Celtics and go make a run to the NBA Finals. You I'm saying, <laughs> it, I'm saying that it's it's okay to have a little patience with this group. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, I think a little adversity is, is always good for, for groups and teams like this just to see how they respond and, you know, what players are going to respond in which ways and stuff like that. So I think it's all good. And uh, it's going to be hopefully it's going to turn out well for this team. And the next game on Friday is the last road game of this little swing. Then you're back home against Houston. That's a beatable team. <clears throat> Milwaukee, you've beaten already. Right. Just saying, Detroit's a beatable team, especially without Cade Cunningham for the year. Then you've got Cleveland at home. So that four-game homestand, I mean, you've got the makings here for a run. Go get it. Go change the narrative, as we keep saying. Just change the narrative. Yeah, yeah. Just go out and, like you said, just win. Uh, you know, consistency is the key, you know, bringing that energy each and every night. And, uh, you know, everyone just being on the same page, I think that's what's going to really put this team over the hump and hopefully get them back to 500. And then after that, you know, the sky's the limit. Exactly. And then you start talking about adding and going from there, and the, the script's going to flip. So yep. before we wrap up today, this is a very special episode for me personally. This is the hundredth episode of the show. You know, okay, I started. Okay, okay. Start, that. <laughs> appreciate it, man. <laughs> like we started this. I mean, I I remember seeing the posting that Believe was looking for hosts in January of twenty one, and I was looking right. for a job. You know, I'm just right. fresh out of college, couldn't find a job. Well, I reached out, and Nick Crater got back to me right away. He was like, "Hey, let's do something." I mean, I'm in the Chicago market. They didn't have a Bulls podcast, so we started this thing. And, you know, we went through a year and a half of it where it was just me solo talking to the microphone. We brought we brought UCJ on in October. It's been great these last couple of months. I'm looking forward to even more of this, but I just wanted to acknowledge 100 episodes of the show has been fantastic. Thank you, everybody who, who's listened, who's watched us on YouTube the last couple of months. 
this has been great. I mean, we talked ups and downs, just like the Bulls season, a lot of ups. We were talking about the hope. Now we've done the downswing here. Now, hopefully things are going to start looking up again, but thank you for listening. Hope you'll continue listening and watching. And I hope everybody has a very great holiday too. This is my favorite time of year. Have a great holiday with your family, CJ. You said you've got plans with your family. I got plans with mine. Really looking forward to it. We're not going to have a show on Monday because of the the holiday and he's going to be traveling and I don't feel like making you rush back. <laughs> don't do that. I'm going to take a, take a day to, you know, enjoy the time. My sister's home from college and right. it's a great time of year. So I'm just especially grateful for 100 episodes and here's to many more. I mean, especially yes, now we're on, I feel like we're on a roll here too. This has been a fun couple months here. Yeah, that's big. hundred shows, you know, like I said, congratulations and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Everybody enjoy the holiday and happy new year. We'll see you before the new year though. We're not ready to say happy new year. Right, just yeah, yet. not yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you before the calendar flips. Hopefully talking about a few wins here, but uh, I just, uh, again, thank you for a hundred episodes. Here's to many more. Here's to a great holiday weekend. And here's just some more bulls wins. I'm enjoying talking about wins for a change. Yeah. We talked the first time we've had back-to-back wins. We've been able to talk about, well, I want more. I'm getting hungry here. Yeah, the vibe is different when you talk about positivity and wins. You know, losses bring down the the morale of the the podcast. <laughs> right, losses. I'm as red as my shirt here, red as my sweater. Right. Like, you know, wins. I'm here. I mean, I've been smiling right. more. I've been yeah, happy. Yeah. I'm ignoring the fact that there are blizzard like conditions outside my window right now. Everything is right. good. The vibes are immaculate. More of this going forward. We'll keep the good vibes going into the new year as well. We'll see you back here next week. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas. See you back here next Friday here on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever. See you then. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.